Today is finally the day. The 2021 expansion draft for the 32nd franchise in the National Hockey League, and that is the Seattle Kraken. And let me be the first, first, to welcome Alexander Kerfoot to the Seattle Kraken. Very nice stuff. For those who don't know, there's a video on the uh, the interweb or the Twitterverse with a I, – I don't know what it's exactly called, but it, it's the dudes that just throw the, the fish across the market, you know, the iconic Seattle thing. I guess maybe that's how they say hello over there, just throw the, the fish across the market, whatever. Um, and the guy catches it next to uh, Mr. Weeks and – they announce that they take Alexander Kerfoot. So that's um, that's interesting. Is 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 the expansion draft done already? And we just don't know anything. Did Lula Morello trade all of our first round picks so they would take Ken Appleby? And we just don't know about it. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe we're all in a simulation, man. Maybe this is all just a facade. <laughs> it's very interesting. I don't know why they would make that video or make it so obvious that they were recording. Uh, I don't know. It's definitely strange. I thought that they would maybe do that live. Like the dude's just throwing a fish across the market. That's how they like. That's very simple to do. That's why I don't understand if that's like actually a real thing. You know what I mean? And, and how do you make it that obvious? You don't shut the place down for five minutes while, while the Kraken select their pick or, or whatever. It's very strange. I know that the last time they did this, I'm pretty sure it was on stage and it was live. But also, it's, they had, you know, some of those players there. So maybe maybe the, these picks are already done. Like, I remember Marc-Andre Fleury being ready to rock and roll his new jersey. But maybe that was, uh, maybe that was such an obvious pick. I, I don't know. But strange. Maybe it's all done already, and we just don't know about it. But we don't know. There's a lot of speculation going around. We're going to get a lot of answers tomorrow. And the Islanders are in such a in such a very unique position where their protected list makes zero sense. Like Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin should not be protected. At all. Like 100%. And if you want to get rid of Eberle that bad, you flip, I don't know, Clutterbuck in there. Right? Like, if you don't want the, the Seattle Kraken to take Josh Bailey, like, why didn't you protect him? Now, I trust a little Amarello that he knows what he's doing. But it's just very strange to me. It's still very strange to look at, like, Cal Clutterbuck is the, is very obvious 
you know, that that they're not taking that three plus million dollar cap hit, right? It's very strange. And I know that like like there's zero chance that Lou wants Bailey to be gone. Like if if there was a choice between the two, he's sending off Eberly before he puts out Josh Bailey. Because Bailey has a lot more value than Eberly has. And there's a couple of reasons why I say that. Of course, he can play center, right? He was a centerman coming into the National Hockey League. He has a lot of leadership, wears the A very well. Creative to the point that he wants me to rip my hair out (laughs) a lot of the time. A lot more skill passing-wise, right? And overall, he's a very clutch player. Three overtime goals in the playoffs you know, these past couple of seasons. That's that's awesome. Everly has one. He does. Very important one. One where Varley dove halfway, you know, across the ice, which is awesome. But Everly is such a streaky player. He's kind of a one-dimensional player. And I feel like he could be way more productive than what he is. Like, I don't know. Is that just me that thinks that way? Like, if you look at Eberly, right? You know, 55 games, 16 goals, 17 assists, 33 points. Nothing to scoff at. Plus nine rating. But Josh Bailey has 8, 27, and 35 with a plus 12. And I feel like Matt Barzal is a more skilled forward than Brock Nelson, even though I think Brock Nelson's very underrated, been a very consistent 25-plus goal scorer every year. It's just it's strange to me. Now, I know that Leo played on the top line a lot, but... You know, everybody's on the first power play with Barzy. You know, he's still getting the puck, still getting a ton of opportunities. And I don't know. I just feel like he's a lot more replaceable. And the way that we're approaching free agency this year is very different than in years past. You know, top snipers want to play for us. Like Gabe Landeskog wants to play for the Islanders if he can't stay in Colorado. I'm pretty sure we can get an interview with Alexander Ovechkin if he's a free agent. I'm not saying we're going to get Alex Ovechkin, but, you know, we'll get an interview, I would hope. Right? I would hope. Mike Hoffman? Zach Parise? You know, I think Parise is a slam dunk to be an Islander because Lou knows him very well from New Jersey and we need to get all the New Jersey Devils on our team. So he's a lock. <laughs> he, he's very much a lock. And, you know, just that type of player is replaceable in the market that we're going to try to invest in and in free agency. So I just feel like it makes more sense for Eberly to go than Josh Bailey. But at the end of the day, because Bailey's unprotected, well, <laughs> that means that 
that means, you know, that they could take either one if they wanted to. Now, they're going to take one, and that opens up another $5-plus million in cap space, no matter which way you look at it, which will aid the New York Islanders in free agency. But it's just, it's just so strange. But we won't know until tomorrow. You know, Lou doesn't really let anything go until it happens. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. Both have three years left on the deal. Everly makes slightly more money per season, 500 k more than Bailey. You know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what Seattle does if they have free reigns here and there's no deal under the table that we don't know about. Um, another option that they can go with, now this is probably has to have some sort of compensation, some sort of like a mid-round pick or something, um, but Kiefer Bellows, unprotected. And out of all the younger guys that are here, um, there's two possible candidates, right? Uh, Kiefer Bellows is definitely one of them. Uh, put up a couple goals, replacing Anders Lee for a little bit on the top line uh, when he first got injured. I, I think he had three goals, and all three came against the Devils, if I'm not mistaken. And back-to-back nights, he scored three goals this year total. Um, you know, I, I just think that you know he's probably the most – Most, I guess he can fit in the best with Seattle. Yet I don't know who they're going to pick from the other team, so I don't know exactly how he fits on there. But you know that that's a that's a nice young forward to have. Now the other one, who's a defenseman, is Sebastian Ajo, who has pretty nice skills as an offensive defenseman. And I wonder if they're looking into him at all. Maybe, possibly, but I feel like, I feel like the best thing that the Islanders could do is give up a third, make them take Bellows and Hickey, or a third and Eberly and Hickey. Clears more cap space for the Islanders as there's going to be a $2.5 million cap hit attached to Thomas Hickey. But at the end of the day, listen, I'm saying these things. Nobody, nobody knows what's going to happen here. Like this is, this is all me just throwing stuff at the wall and hoping that it sticks, you know, and my speculation. Because there has to be some sort of compensation to Seattle to take the guy that you want them to take. Well, there's a deal already, and that's why Bailey is exposed. Like, it makes no sense to me that Josh Bailey is exposed right now. Like, if he's not an Islander tomorrow or today, apologize. I'd be upset, man. A lot of good memories with Joshy Bales playing. It'd be sad to see him go. And I guess that that's the emotional attachment a lot of Islander fans because he was he's been here since I've watched them. I became a fan in 07, he got drafted in 08. He's basically been an Islander ever since I became a fan. 
And it would be terrible to see him go. Plus, he's, he's a lot more valuable to the team than Jordan Everly is. Based on the market that we're going to attack in free agency. So I can't reiterate that enough. The Islanders are going to get a sniper. They're going to. Hopefully it's Gabriel Landeskog, where you can stick him at center and you can put Barzi on wing. Or you can put in quotation marks that Barzi's the center on that line. Meanwhile, when Lee's healthy, Lee takes majority of the faceoffs anyway. That type of deal. But it's gonna be it's gonna be so damn interesting. Uh, another weird one. I didn't even talk about this guy yet. Is Ken Appleby? I think I did mention him earlier on. I apologize, but this is interesting. Now, some people across the league are saying that Seattle could potentially take him. If that's the case, what are you flipping him a first round pick? They basically signed this dude off the street. Ken Appleby hasn't played a game since 2017. 2017-18. He played three games. Had a 9-4-5 save percentage. But that has to be for your first-round pick in 2022, right? I mean, come on. Ken Appleby, anybody could have had him. Anybody. Anybody could have had Ken Appleby. Anybody. And that got me thinking. Because remember the last time around, we did make the expansion team coming in take a goaltender. And that was John Francois Barube. So I guess, you know, Lula Morello is making Garth Snow very proud. <laughs> He's giving him the old J.F. Barube maneuver, huh? Now, for those who don't remember, uh, the Islanders traded a first and a second, a 2017 first, a 2019 second. Uh, Grabowski's $5 million cap hit, and only had one year remaining on it anyway. And uh, Eric Bischoff's uh, distant cousin or nephew or something, Jake Bischoff, just kidding, but whatever, um, to make Vegas take J.F. Barube in the expansion draft to dump a little bit of salary. So maybe it's something similar, but then the Islanders have to give up a first-round pick. Take a goalie I didn't know about. Anybody know who Ken Appleby was before the you know these rumors came out? I don't think anybody did. It's crazy. Like insane. Like anybody know who this guy was? Like crazy. I was actually looking him up on YouTube to see if I can see any highlights or something. And I came across this. This guy's YouTube channel, it was a fishing channel. And it was like him and his dad. And I don't know if it's really Ken Appleby, the guy that is actually the former New Jersey Devil. But I really want to think that it is. But they only had like a couple subscribers, you know, like two or three. And if you're a professional athlete, you got to get like your mom, your sister, your cousin, your grandma to subscribe to that channel and stuff like that, right? 
or your teammates or something like that. So interesting. Interesting you, what you find in trying to research obscure players in the NHL, right? I mean, that's that's it's a gold mine. I, I wanted I really hope that that's him. I really want to know. And I really want Seattle to take him just so I can put on my Twitter, this is where I found him. <laughs> this is where I found Ken Appleby on YouTube. I'm just fishing with his dad. It's really funny. <laughs> like, like, this is insane. Insane. So, with all this being said, I just want to wrap this up with me saying, I mean, let's just hope that Bailey is still an Islander. I really don't want to see him go. I get it that his contract is, no matter what, I think that another five to five and a half million dollars will be off of our cap this year to go out and get, you know, a big time player and stuff like that. But please be Eberly. <laughs> please be Jordan Eberly. I said that one more time. Please be Jordan Eberly. Do not let this longtime Islander go. This guy deserves to win a cup. You know how much crap this freaking dude has had to endure over his tenure here on Long Island? He had to, pra- he had to practice at Iceworks in Syosset. Like, that's, that's a professional athlete out there, man. That place I wouldn't even go to just skate for, like, me. Or to go to the Beth Page, the Beth Page ice skating rink for a free skate. I ain't going to Iceworks. Are you high? Or I go to Kaniac. And Kaniac is mediocre, right? Come on. This guy had to practice at Iceworks. For Christ's sake. Terrible. So please be a New York Island. This guy deserves to be on another deep playoff run, and hopefully he will be oh, he'll be one of those guys to hoist the cup. Because he deserves it for all the, the absolute just nonsense that's been going on with this franchise for such a long time before Ledecky and Malkin came in and basically saved us. Guys out of Brooklyn. Bought us a new practice facility, getting us a new home, you know. Uh, oh, and getting Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz to run this franchise. So, yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Easy job, right? <laughs> easy, easy job. So, there was also a couple of trades, obviously, that were made uh, to get rid of, you know, some contracts and some getting some picks to get rid of. A certain contract. They're all they're both linked together. Um, the Nick Letty trade and the Andrew Ladd trade, they're linked together. Lou is a wizard. We know this. So so let's start with the Andrew Ladd trade. I mean, just an absolute win. Is there really any other way to put it? Like this guy fleeced. Arizona. And you look at the trade, it's like, Kane, they didn't get anything in return. 
on paper. We got the next best thing. And it's actually going around Isles Twitter. Got vibes, man. We got vibes. That's what we got out of the deal. Lads, $5.5 million cap it for the next two seasons are gone. For two seconds and a third. Unbelievable. What an absolute awesome trade. Now, with that third round pick, from what I understand, is that Andrew Ladd has to not play the last year of his contract for that third round pick to be transferred out. Meaning that, I'm sorry, he has to play a game for Arizona to not get that third round pick. That was from that, that was tweeted out recently by Cap Friendly that there was a correction in that uh, language in the in the trade. So if he is still an active player in the NHL and plays at all, that third round pick will not be transferred to the Arizona Coyotes, which they'll bury him in the minors before they do anything, and he'll probably retire. Right? I mean, what was he at the plate where he ain't playing in the NHL? It's hurt all the time, and he's not very good. But he's going to a rebuilding situation anyway, and he'd rather take the pick. Honestly, what do they think they're going to do over there? Win with Andrew Ladd in their lineup? No. No. <laughs> not at all. So... That third round pick is going to be thrown to them as well. I mean, that's pretty easy. That That's just a given, right? Two seconds and a third. For Andrew Ladd's crappy $5.5 million cap it for the next two seasons. I just want to thank the state of Arizona for allowing this trade to happen. <laughs> And and this is why I say that the, the trades are linked together, the Letty trade from the actual day before uh, Lou pulled the trigger on the Lad deal. You know, they get a second-round pick, which was originally the Edmonton Oilers pick this year, uh, to have a second-round pick this year. And Richard Ponick will come at a reduced salary as well. Bottom six forward, grit, insurance in case Sezekis doesn't come back. But based on the protected list, I mean, he's coming back, right? I mean, that's the easiest thing ever to think of, right? I mean, they wouldn't protect Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin if Casey Sezekis wasn't coming back. Plain and simple. I mean, absolutely plain and simple. So, with all this in mind, and the trades going through, and more than likely, a five to five and a half million dollar contract will be taken by Seattle. 
the Islanders are going to be working with almost $25 million in cash space. About 25.1 if a certain guy that I want to get taken gets taken, <laughs> Jordan Eberle. They have four RFAs right now, Anthony, of note. Well, really three of note. Anthony Beauvillier, Adam Pellick, and Ilya Sorokin. Need bridge deals. And the fourth one being Michael Dalcole. Yes, he did play in a couple of games, so I guess that's of note, right? And the two big UFAs, Kyle Palmieri and Casey Zizekas. You know, Travis Ajak, Braden Colburn, and Corey Schneider are not going to be Islanders next year. And, of course, um, the deal coming down before basically speculation week um, and Andy Green signed a one-year, $1 million deal. So that that's interesting. So looking at the free agent market, of course, number one is Gabriel Landeskog on the list because, you know, he's a beast. He's a guy that's, that's 28 years old. He'll fit perfectly. Big, big scoring forward, play center. I, I think he's the absolute perfect free agent signing for the Islanders if he becomes available, which Colorado would be stupid to get rid of him. Alex Ovechkin, I just want to have a meeting. Just sit down with Lou and Barry and think about that cup you won a couple years ago. Take a take a vet minimum, too, you know? Be nice. You're 35. You want to win a cup? Come to, the, come to Long Island. Uh, the guy that I always wanted, always wanted the Islanders to get, Mike Hoffman. Now, if they get Landeskog and they re-sign Palmieri and Sezikis, is probably not a spot available because Ali Wally has to play. I mean, come on. He needs to play. But if a deal doesn't get done, you know, something happens, well, Palmieri doesn't sign, he's a good alternative. Uh, scores a lot in the power play. I know his girlfriend is kind of a – not a great human being, but at the end of the day, we're getting the player, not the girlfriend, right? And, um, you know, he's a very good forward that's played on a bunch of different teams and he's been kind of a journeyman. be nice to have a couple of years staying in the same spot. Played last year in St. Louis, didn't do a whole lot. But in Florida, he was very good. I remember in that series against the Islanders, he was, he was very good on the power play. And I think that helping out our power plays is the biggest thing right now. That's the absolute number one A that needs to be done. Get a top three forward and play with Barzell or a power play specialist. And Mike Hoffman is definitely a power play specialist. But there's the loom that there's a part of free agency that you just know it's going to happen. Zach Parise is going to be an Islander. For whatever reason, Zach Parise is going to be an Islander. Who likes him? 
And if Lou likes him and he played for the Devils, it is a slam dunk that he'll be an Islander. Absolute slam dunk. Crazy. In terms of left-handed defensemen, the best one available on the market, well, there's there's two very good ones. Ryan Suter, obviously from Minnesota, or certain Alec Martinez. Now, I would love to have Alec Martinez Number one because of beating the Rangers in the in the Stanley Cup final in 2014. Amazing electric avenue type stuff, right? Just electric. Sorry, was that 2014-15 or 2013-14? I, I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. But at the end of the day, it happened. And I was a very happy man. <laughs> I was a very happy man that day. Alec Martinek. Just crushing the hopes of Rangers fans everywhere. So that would be pretty funny. Another one, Frederick Anderson, is available as well. So, and the reason why I brought him up, because I thought of like a scenario that might piss off a lot of Islanders fans. And that is. The idea of trading Semyon Varlamov, acquiring some sort of pick, and signing Frederick Anderson. Familiarity with Lou Lamorella. Could fit right into the trot system fine, right, as a, as a goaltender. Work with Mitch Korn, always always a very nice thing to for a goaltender to do. You know, getting these obscure names like Robin Lehner and a journeyman and freaking Thomas Grice turning into the J- William N. Jennings Trophy and Lehner becoming a Vesna finalist and Varlama, for that matter, becoming a Vesna finalist too after having a, a pretty down year in Colorado before he came to the island. But... At the end of the day, that's not going to happen. Varley's going to be an Islander next year. And not that I dislike Varlamov or anything like that. It's just for the cap space purposes, okay? Now that they got rid of Vlad and they got rid of Letty's contract and it looks like Eberly or Bailey are more than likely going to be gone, either one of the two, more cap space is coming to sign all the RFAs. The two big UFAs and a big time sniper. With all that being said, thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at KMAX72 for updates on the show. And you can find us on all your podcasting providers. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go, Islanders. And let's hope for the best tomorrow night as the Seattle Kraken make their picks. Peace out, everybody.